You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Trash Pandas. An episode. <laughs> an episode. Just one of them. Just an episode. Actually, there's going to be two tonight, which is oh my super God. exciting. Two times. So keep hanging out with us after this episode is over. Um, I'm Lindsay, and this is my co-host. Lauren. And we have our lovely Dave joining Tabin. us. <laughs> documentary Dave documentary in the house. Drunk Dave. documentary Dave is in the house. Not drunk yet. I was going to say, he doesn't seem that On drunk his yet. way to drunk documentary Dave. <laughs> I mean, Dave. we all have goals. Can you blame me after this week? We Jesus. We have dreams and goals. Yeah. What? I haven't even logged. What's the latest? Like coverage? from the month, from like from the year that brought you eight months of April, it's the fourth Thursday or Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously, that poor guy on CNN. He literally has been awake for so four many, days. So much speed. <laughs> so much speed is happening. Um, so we are um, actually covering uh, The Vow once again. I know this is the third I week know, of The Vow. Three it's weeks. like, whoa, so much. But um, this is, we promise, the last one. It's episode eight and nine. Um, ready to dive in? I'm ready to dive in. Deep dive. Let's Deep Dave dive it. Deep Dave dive it. Okay. Giggity. So, um, <laughs> episode eight opens up with a jaw dropping lecture from douchebag himself, Keith Ranieri. <laughs> and basically, he's talking about how boys have a wound for injustice that they've endured by being told not to hit back at girls from when they were little kids. That's stupid. And um, this. Okay, but but you shouldn't. Right, right. We shouldn't <laughs> right, hit you shouldn't, anyone. You shouldn't either way, but. Right. Here we are. But specifically, girls. You should not hit a girl. He. This is what he's mad about that he was told. No, that's as a that's child. that's my point. But but you shouldn't. <laughs> but you shouldn't. right. No, yeah. right. So this leads what he thinks. This leads towards a hate towards women. That is just sewn into boys. Hashtag cult rationalizations. <laughs> Hashtag misogyny uh, rationalizations. So, and then he says, well, women have wounds too. And it's that they are so overprotected by us men um, that when they enter the real world, they feel suppressed. That's their wound. And I just... I can't with that. I can't. There's so much... I mean, you're going to hear further of the awful, awful misogyny that he just preaches nonstop. But it's like... uh, (laughs) That's where we've come to. That's what I'm like. Literally, I have nothing (laughs) to say. This is your rationalization about the world and men and women. It's it's crazy. Well, no, but the best part was was this was part of his rationalization. Oh yeah, yeah. For how he became him. Yeah, yeah. like they there. It's like uh, look back into his life, and yeah. and I was I was even telling Lindsay I was like, it's just so crazy that he would even be like, well, this is what I experienced, so this is what every man or boy experiences, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like. I mean, there's people that are in this that are actually very like 
uh, understanding of women and like caring and well Mark says that like he grew up and he never had an understanding of like the ma- ma- what is it the machismo Yes. Like attitude, like he never un- really fully understood it. He grew up as like this really sensitive guy, and so he never. I don't think he ever had a problem putting himself in another person's no. shoes until yeah. Keith made him start doubting that about himself. Like, no, you don't really know women, and you don't really know yourself. Um, so. For me, this is the moment when I saw this clip because this is a clip of him actually uh, um, conducting a class. He's lecturing all these people in um, what we later find out is Janus and SOP. And I go, how was that not the moment for these people? Like, you know, we talk about Trump. Mm-hmm. And for all Trump supporters, sorry, I'm going to lose. We're going to lose some people listening probably. But... Oh no! Oh, oh it's <laughs> terrible. We're so, so but for it. me, bye bye bye. For me, with <laughs> Trump, when he mocked the reporter with cerebral palsy, that that should have been the end of it. I go like that. That's the moment. Like that. That, that should have been should the end of it. Have yes. Fucking right. Ended yeah. it all. Like completely agree. put all of the the sexual allegations aside because Me Too hadn't happened yet, and apparently we didn't give a shit about women's rights since then. But or until then but like that should have been the moment right then and there so that's what I was looking at this and I was like that's the moment that's the moment that would have had me as a person in the cult being like what the the what is happening now are you saying yeah this is insane I mean I think I also if if I was put in a situation where they like got a hold of me for DOS or uh mm. and 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 asked me to like get a brand I'd probably okay, be yes. like yeah go fuck yourself absolutely <laughs> but what we what we come to find out is that the first step to DOS was Janess. Right. So they were hearing all of this stuff before, before. Exactly. The branding and all of that bullshit. And we'll get more into that because he preached a lot of stuff in Janess about commitment. And all of that. Um, so then we flash forward to um, the FBI is going to get involved based on Catherine Oxenberg's uh, file that she had come mm-hmm. up with. With all these testimonies, all this stuff. She went and she handed it over to the Oh, no, I'm sorry. The, the, the best quote of his whole thing. I feel like you skipped over that. Oh, I'm sorry. The best part. The best quote. Because the there's whole, so many good no, quotes. No, honestly, the best quote of the whole thing is. Nobody joins a cult. Oh yeah. Oh we're yeah. Yeah, and yeah. her and I definitely talked about that at her That's house too. that's next. Okay. So the the FBI is going to get involved and Catherine Oxenberg calls her daughter India and is like, "Hey, you have time. The FBI is involved. You have time to not take this fall for fucking Keith. Like mm-hmm. like Get out now. I'm warning you now. The FBI is now involved. And she was like, you know, if, I. If there's one thing that every horror movie I've ever watched has taught me is that <laughs> white people do not listen when they hear get out. <laughs> <laughs> the best horror film ever. Why can't we just go to the running car? Right. Yeah. It's like the what, best. Wait, should I go film. out the front door or upstairs? I'll go upstairs. I'll go upstairs. <laughs> So, 
Um, she tells India all this and warns India and, and basically Catherine was like, you know, before it was all bullshit. I just kind of threatened it. But she's like, now I've turned over all the shit. And she was like, think of as a mom. Like, you're you're putting your child between two awful scenarios. Either they're going to go to jail for a long time or they're going to stay under the spell of this idiot and she's like at this point I'd rather her sit in jail right than be with fucking Keith Richards. In all honesty though it's like yeah maybe yeah. she'll get out of this funk while she's yeah, in jail right. you know like well, start realizing that this shit's crazy yeah the problem is I mean, crazy oh wait no Orange is the New Black isn't, isn't out yet <laughs> so I was, was going to make a joke but not really. <laughs> for real okay so then alright this is what we're coming to so Keith is, is talking about brainwashing do you want to take this over, Dave? Uh, no. So his the exact quote was, uh, we're not fucked up. Uh, strange monsters that didn't make bad choices our whole lives. We didn't join a cult. Nobody joins a cult. Nobody. They join a good thing and then realize they were fucked. And that is so true, though. Wait, was that from Keith or Mark? That was no, from that was Mark. from Mark. Yeah. yeah Mark says oh, that. Oh, okay. So I'm talking about the part where Keith is like speaking to some of his followers and he's like, well, if somebody's joining the group and they think they can be brainwashed or they've been brainwashed, then this isn't the group for them. Right. They need I to go seek that. therapy. They need to go do something else. And then he says, people walk into Walmart and have a heart attack. Does that mean Walmart caused the heart attack? So he's basically making an analogy between like, you walk into this group. And it's not our fault you get brainwashed. Right. Is it the fault of the group that you were brainwashed? I just feel like that's... I mean... Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) In his case, yes. Especially when you're using coercion and blackmail and... And we've already had the scorched earth if you tried to leave conversation. We've already had the... Yeah. 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 But it's like that's the analogy he's making to Mm -hmm. justify it where it's like, well, it's not our fault. That you had a heart attack here and right. died. Well, yeah, it is. It's, it's, oh my god, it's <laughs> it's not our fault. You ran up a three thousand dollar tab at our strip club, I, I <laughs> right? <know. laughs> I've seen that. Quit making it rain on those strippers, Dave. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I was I was I was actually flashing back to a really funny Anthony Michael Hall story, but yeah. <laughs> Did you did you make it rain on a stripper? No, Anthony Michael Hall did, oh. um, and then got into an argument with his credit card company. Oh, did what? <laughs> well, wait, well, you mean well, the well, little guy well, from Sixteen Candles? Yeah. Oh, the little cutie. Oh wait, no, something. No, you you no. Okay, he's not that guy anymore. Like so. Oh yeah. No. Have you, have they, you not, right. Wait, totally different have, guy. Have you not seen him wait, after Leprechaun? No. Like, <laughs> Like he was good up until Johnny B. Good, and None then Leprechaun the happened, lepre- and then something happened. None of the teenage heart dreams are ever. By they- the way, speaking of sixteen candles, <gasps> Jake O'Brien turned sixty. Jake this turned year. sixty this year, and I feel so attacked. That is, <laughs> I, I posted that meme, and I was like, twenty twenty, you've done enough. Like I, I, I felt enough. so attacked. Just it's stop. Just enough. <laughs> I can't hilarious. believe he's almost. 60, that's no, no, not almost. He is. Turned no, 60. He is. Yeah. Like, Sorry. Like, he yeah. Is. Jake yeah, Ryan is officially 60. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Okay. So let's Sorry. get into. Was... No, that's. <laughs> I like this that. is what we're here for. We're here for all these little segues into the abyss. Okay. So Janice 
This is we talked briefly about it. The the horrible name, the eighties, Jeunesse. Jeunesse. I feel like it should be like a razor or something. It should be like, like a women's feminine product. Jeunesse. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just tampons. Mom, Jeunesse. Do you ever not feel so fresh? Why, yes, daughter. But then I found Jeunesse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes you smell like a field. Daisies, literally summertime fresh. <laughs> Summer. It's like, I feel like it's 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 Springtime girl. Musk. It's, it's a it's a mom with a hair flip do, <laughs> yeah. with the wind blowing. Jeunesse. Jeunesse. <laughs> it is. It could totally be like an SNL parody. Springtime Musk sure. for like some douche. Yeah. So Jeunesse, <laughs> we hear is a it's a woman's movement. Keith started. And I would just like to emphasize that because any movement that is being made by an oppressed group should not be made by the oppressor. Yes. Uh, that is just ridiculous. It would be like Black Lives Matter being started by like... Me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Sorry, but yes. Yeah, Sorry. No. A white guy. Oh, a, a guy that's so white that he, I'm, I'm whiter than Barry Manilow <laughs> eating a spoonful of mayonnaise <laughs> while listening to Barry Manilow albums. Yes. Exactly. So I'm like, that's your first red flag. Uh, anyways. So and then we find out Allison Mack, she becomes the head of Janice. Um, Bonnie once she was in this group was explaining she didn't get good feelings from Allison. Bonnie saw Allison telling young girls to count their calories and Bonnie was like it kind of became like the Allison Max fan club. Like everyone was just completely enamored with Allison Mac and just listening to all of her bullshit yep. and just being on her. So Bonnie confronts Keith and is like, "Hey, Something weird's going on. All of these women are like flocking and listening to Allison about counting calories and about everything that they're literally buying her words hook, line, and sinker. Like so, we said before, where it was like mm-hmm. he said, these women are starting to look like zombies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like literally losing so much yes. weight that they're sunken in and weird yeah. and it's not attractive <sighs> yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, right. Anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Keith decides he's going to run a mediation between Alice and Mac and Bonnie and Oi. Because that's what you want is right. Is the head of the call the guy in charge of the call right? To talk to the second the person in charge of the call. Yeah, that's phenomenal. handling. Um, yeah, handling in the mediation between the second person in charge and a soon-to-be defector. So this is like who's questioning clearly, everything. Like, uh, this is so like um, so the the only time in my life I've ever sued an employer, um, be, and it was honestly because he fired me because I called him and all the bullshit, sexist, misogynist shit that he oh, did. Damn, good for you, Dave. Um, I need to hear the story. And later. his wife was the head of HR. And that was part of the that's problem. That's a problem. Yeah, that was part issue. of the problem. That's a problem. Because she didn't want to believe all the shit about her husband. Well, that, that, <laughs> who was sitting there going like, oh, my husband uh, oh, no, did and the, that And the worst sure. part was like the rest of the executive committee, because I literally I was the only person on the executive committee at this place um, that had worked outside of the company. Like everybody else had been there like their entire career. Oh, so it's um, like old boys. Go figure. Beauty industry. Mm. Mm. Uh, oh, oh my god! Oh. 
Yeah, oh, we didn't. Know I was that. I was the vice president of internet operations and sales for a beauty industry distributor. Well, your oh. hair is magical. Uh, my hair is your so hair 1970s is... Battlestar Galactica Starbuck right now. <laughs> I mean, is... hey, I can't wait to tone it. That, that, hey, <laughs> Dave, that is in right now. But no, so like, and it was literally, and it was, and like the rest of the the executive committee was like, dude, you've got the best relationship with him. You've got to be the one to have this conversation with him. And I was like. All right, because I was trying to do the right thing. The sacrificial land. and then things went horribly wrong. Yeah, but like honestly, and I just, I'll, I'll just at the end of the story. The phenomenal part was my lawyer literally said, "So how dumb do you think he is?" And I'm like, "Oh, he's he's ridiculous. He's he's, he's like super mentally challenged. <laughs> what what do you want me to do?" And he was like, "Can you just like write this? Like, can you get him to admit everything in an email?" And I'm like, For "Probably. Sure. Yeah, I can do that." So I send this email that literally. <laughs> The email I send him literally says, so I just want to make sure I understand everything properly. Um, if I agree to drop all the allegations and make sure that everyone else does as well, then I get my department back. Everything goes back to normal and everything is good to go. Send. Took like seven seconds for me to get a response back that said yes. yes. Print. Print out my resignation letter. So quit. dumb. <laughs> How could you be so dumb? The best oh part of this God. story is I am allowed to tell Every part of this story, <laughs> except for how much money I got in the settlement, because like he wanted that put under a non-disclosure agreement, and I said, "Oh well, that's going to be another zero. Yeah, right. And he was like, "Oh well, no." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Well then, <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell every There's part only of that so story. Much I can do right. Yeah. I can tell every part of that story except how much. I money didn't I got. even realize they can make you not tell a story if you. Oh, settle. an NDA. Oh, yeah. oh well, I know what yeah. an NDA is. Like, oh, yeah. obviously, I've heard of an NDA, but like, I didn't realize like if you're suing them, isn't that public knowledge? Uh, it can be a matter of sealed record. Oh. It absolutely can. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got verklempt. I got. Oh my goodness! All right. <laughs> Ridiculous. So Allison states in this mediation that she's basically threatened by Bonnie and other women in the program and um, is like, well, Bonnie, you know, she's so she's so pretty and she's so talented and all of this. And then um, Keith's like, OK, so, well, what does that take from you? And she was like, well, it takes attention from me. I'm like, oh, OK. So heart of the problem, Allison, uh, classic right. actress bullshit. So Bonnie thinks uh, what we find out is Bonnie thinks Janice was the direct funnel into DOS. Which is really what got them in trouble. What, what, what's really what got Nexium in trouble. This is yep. really what set the FBI off. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we learn more about Janess and SOP. So, um, he kind of ends up merging Janess and SOP. SOP is the Society of Protectors. Which is, the, so okay. If you have a cult, and then you have a cult within the cult. Yeah, right. Multiple cults within your cult. You have a cult, and then you have a secret society within the cult. Of men and women individually. And then another secret and society then other on top of exactly. that. Exactly. He, this guy fucking loves MLMs. Like, he, he loves It's like his favorite fucking... thing ever. He actually just, like, writes Christmas cards, literally like, thank you. It's just him with his computer with, like, MLMs in the background, like... He's got a triangle behind happy, him. Happy holidays. Yeah. 
happy holidays. <laughs> so, yes, you're right. He has multiple cults within his cult. Yeah. So he kind of merges the group for experimental purposes. And um, basically, he we find out a lot about his philosophy, philosophy about men and women within this episode. And he says he's saying to a group of women in Janas, um, men believe women aren't allies. They are inherently not loyal. They are more emotional. They okay. are not reliable. They don't keep secrets. It's like thinking a child is your ally. So, okay, so women, women are, are children. children. Okay, exactly cool. what I it. took away Thank from you. it. Thank you. And these women at this point don't stand up and slap him across the face. Because they literally like that's him. what I would have done. They just eat it up. Yeah. Like hook, line, and sinker. And multiple times we see them thank him for like, oh, oh yeah. thank you so much for making me see this that's, or making me understand yeah. this. Like you have to be so fucking brainwashed that you literally go like, "You think this guy is a guy?" I'm gonna hear you say all this stuff. Misogynistic. You're gonna tell me that bullshit. I'm too pretty, or I'm smiling too much, or all these things. Mm. And those are all we'll things. Get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But those are all things that tell you that I am like a yeah. certain way, and yeah. then you're gonna be like, "Oh, this is yeah, this is where you stand, now. right?" Women, and I'm going to thank you for that. Right. Women aren't allies. It's like being an ally with a child. They'll tell God. your secrets. They are inherently untrustworthy. This is what he's preaching. This is misogyny. I mean, this is like terrible, terrible misogyny. Right. And these women are just eating it up. Constant. What? What? Just, so he's just spouting early 2000s rap is what he's doing? <laughs> wait. Wait. But. Do not but knock ludicrous. Okay. Like. DMX. No, I'm just kidding. Is a real fucking person. <laughs> and he is no, actually DMX, on women's sides. <laughs> 90s. Okay. Listen, if I we can use their. Yeah, get 2000 in there. If I can use their art to my advantage, which I can. Then, then the will? joke's on you. Right. Like, I'm twerking like crazy. <laughs> I'm twerking like crazy. To some Dr. Dre and to some DM. No, but I literally am twerking like crazy. Sorry. Oh, my God. Okay, no, so what's 2000? Give me an example of No, Dr. Of 2000. Dre was back in 2000s because he came back with 2000s. And then he please. came back with a cute, the, an awesome record. Uh, see, Give I me get, an example of 2000s. Dude, I'm, here's the thing. It's, it's the Chris Rock argument. Like, I can defend... 80s rap. I can somewhat no, no defend 90s rap. Room? No, it's the I can like it had a message then. Like I do public enemy fight the power. Cornbread. KRS one. Okay, and look you at must Ice learn. Cube now. Okay. Okay, but yeah, now yeah, the contract <laughs> on African Americans or no, I'm sorry, with oh, or is it on or is or is it with oh, or is it? Jesus yeah, you're okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> okay. we're devolving. All right, all right, all right. We are devolving quickly. Um. Okay. Also, Dave. Check out some rappers now. Check out, <laughs> check out J. Cole. Get, check out Kendrick Lamar. Their shit. There's some shit going on. What? Oh, what are you snorting oh, about? Goffed. Like Lamar. literally. Kendrick Lamar. He freaking won like a Pulitzer Prize for like poet poetry writing. Well, seriously. 
I'm pretty sure this that. isn't a joke. And he like this isn't a joke. He he won like multiple grant. I mean, his shit is really good. Okay. He makes comments about our society, and it's really good. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, don't argue with me. God I damn it! I said okay. Don't say okay, Dave. You're being condescending. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I know, I'm just Josh, he knows. I love him. I'm just going to smack him later. (laughs) Okay, so SOP, we find out, was created because men wanted to have the same kind of awakening that these women were having in Jeunesse. And Keith says, as men, we are the ones that go to war, and we're the ones that leave the ship last. We are the protectors. And um, here are some more of the things that he preached in the group. So he preaches things they or sorry, more of the things they do in the group. They do things like they have readiness drills. So um, these readiness drills were like where guys had these alerts on their phones and Keith would just like send out a random text message to all of these guys on their phones and be like, meet here now ASAP. And it could have been like at any time during the day, at any time during the night. And they would all meet and do like these insane workouts. Oh my God. So our, like one of our favorite episodes that we ever had is we found, um, Taco Bell sent out a thousand burner phones <laughs> to people they thought were so- social media influencers <laughs> and we found the guy in Detroit that got one. I love it. And got him on our show. <laughs> no way. And like literally it was that entire episode this is like one of the first like hugely wildly successful episodes we ever had Yeah. because we kept tweeting at Taco Bell how stupid they were and they kept retweeting it. That's why I loved Taco Bell. Because um, <laughs> he would sit here and tell us these stories. He's like dude he's like I get this text message Oh, oh no. fuck. We just had a... At like one o'clock in the morning, that's like, oh my God, go to the Taco Bell at 14 and grash it and get an Enchirito and then check in. Shut like, up. Like, that's what these burner phones are for. <laughs> and he was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever had in my life. And so we did. We we kept tweeting it like, oh my God, like literally you make people do this. And like, and they'd, they'd be like, yeah, we do. And then retweet it. Like that's, so like that's what this reminded me of. It's their readiness drill. It it's absolutely their Taco is. Taco Bell yes. readiness yeah. drill. <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. I used to have to go to, ta- I don't know what we're talking about right now, but I'm just going to say this right now. I used to go to Taco Bell to get 50 fucking tacos for this bar that I worked at. We did Taco Tuesdays and it had to be 50 tacos and I would have to like order it two hours ahead of time and I would still get there and they would be like, oh, we're just now starting it. And I'm like, I have to get to work. Taco I have to go. Well, and Taco Bell just took, so a thanks, Taco of, Bell. took a bunch of shit off their menu and yeah. now they suck. So anyways, so <laughs> Mark Vicente, back to Mark Vicente. He was one of those key players. He's one of the guys that left the group um, uh, and is making this documentary. He was talking about he, how he believes that um, this. Children these, are our future. Yeah. Teach them well and <laughs> let them lead the way. Yeah. Well, he was talking about how like. He also believes that SOP was used to funnel women in and for men to be okay with, like, the treatment of – the eventual treatment of women in this group, Dawes. Sure. So um, he uh, – Keith Ranieri says men's power is in commitment and he talks about men being angry fucky beasties. This part is so, so- gross. 
insane. Lauren, so you got to take it over. It's so oh gross. My girl, I don't know if I can. Um, he basically just starts talking about like it's um, like one of the lectures for SOP. So oh no, like, I remember the part. No, 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 no. But I'm just giving yeah, you some back oh, yes, knowledge. Is yes. that like this is one of his classes that he's holding and lecturing all these men in SOP, and this is what he says. He's telling them that we are just born to fuck, and that's yeah. all we think about is fucking. Yeah. And I'm gonna fuck this person. I'm gonna fuck that yep. person. I'm so angry. I'm gonna fuck. Yeah. Or you know, he always makes it into something where yeah. it's like like this very sexual mm-hmm. everything is about fucking mm-hmm. and how men are like driven to that and that they say that's very urgent yeah that was the thing that I like took from that is yeah. that they say this oh, is yeah. an urgent need it's an urgent need it's an urgent desire exactly it needs to be satisfied immediately Oh, Shut you up, sound Dave. like you want to say something. Yeah, we, <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm gonna, no. You also just want to fuck? Is that what you're so saying? So he talks about <laughs> he talks about how men just want to grab something and they want to conquer it because that makes us feel good because men like rewards. And here's the thing. Can I tell you guys something? That's like very menace. Women from, like rewards too. Re- well, and but I mean, we all fucking like rewards. This is we are all. We're, I'm talking about orgasms. Well, uh, well, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking broadly. We all <laughs> fucking Dave's dying. Um, we're I'm talking broadly, like right. Yeah, we all live for some type of reward in life, sure. but like. For him to make it so, like, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, like, that women aren't going after the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just men that have this drive. I think we said it last week where we were talking about how it's very much so, like, Ash. Yeah, exactly. Ash from from 90 90 Day Day. Fiance. It's like we literally are listening to this guy be like, women are this way and men are this way and there's no in between. And nobody ever feels ever like differently from that and it's so fucking crazy to have somebody just be like oh like women are you know more logical or are irrational and men are logical it's like that's so fucking primitive like how could you even say something like that yeah okay so um Uh, Sarah heads to New York. Uh, we flash back to the, the main player. Sarah Edmondson heads to New York to testify for the FBI. Uh, she's going to submit all of her calls with her best friend, Lauren, who's deeply entrenched in the group. Um, she reads a text from Lauren about how women need to, to prove their commitment. So, what we can gather from this is what Keith is telling men is what we have is commitment. That's what we do. And what women need to do is prove that commitment. Sure. And uh, so then we kind of flash back to SOP and men start having their own awakening. They think this shit's great this too. Their own thing. <laughs> like, oh my God, we're really connecting to these women. We're really empathizing and they're getting us and we're getting them and everything's just so fucking great. And it's so cringy. They make the women do SOP. Oh, wait. Oh, God. We're okay. getting okay. to Okay, we're getting to that. We're getting okay. to that. Okay, so one of the classes Keith has, he says to the women, do you understand why we hate you? All your whiny little bothers. And then he goes, this is the perspective of men. And he goes, not that it's true. But you're the source of all of our pain, all of our aloneness. We hate you. This is what he's telling women. Oh my God. These are all 
he's the king of all the guys that went to Lansing with their little <laughs> meal team six gear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like the king of the incels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the incels. Oh my god! Yes. Yes. Why didn't I think of that? One. This is the name of this episode. This is the incels. Well, this is where this is incel ideology. It's like it's an incel abrasion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. Incelebration is the name of the episode. Incelebrate good times. Come on. It's a celebration. All right, so um, then he says women control men through sex, like through withholding sex or giving sex when they want to. Then he picks on individual women. And this is the part that's so fucked up. So, like, um, Lauren uh, uh, Salzar, one of the ones that is going to jail shortly, uh, she stands up and she, like, makes a remark. And he goes, wait, Lauren, before you say anything— I just want to say, um, look at your mannerisms and look at how you dress because all you're doing is trying. You're wearing uh, very feminine, flattering. Clothing. All you're trying to do is bring attention to yourself. You're trying. To, you're seeking male attention, and then Allison. Mac, this is when she says, thank you, gives this Arab Springs story. She was like, I was over in the Arab Springs and I just have to say I'm so thankful for living in North America because um, our attitudes towards women are so different. And Keith's like, well, fortunate or unfortunate? He goes, it's fortunate and unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, we still have you having like this princess fantasy and we still have to protect you. And Allison then goes, thank you for pointing that out to me, Keith. Thank you for being so brave and telling us how much you hate women. <laughs> She said that. <laughs> it's so fucked up. No, like she literally yeah. hates him. Like it's so fucked up. She's so in love with that guy. It's anyway. disgusting. So then Sarah Edmondson speaks and he's like, she gets up to like say something truly valid to add to the conversation. Well, she was saying, I am one of the top sellers. Yes. And I'm one of the top sellers. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though, like, among the other men and everything, that, like, I'm not getting, like, the support. Wait, wait, and- wait, wait, Sarah. You're smiling too much. Oh, Why are you smiling so much? Ugh, I guess I shouldn't anymore. Wait. Stop smiling. You're so right, Keith Raniere. Because you're just trying to get men's attention by smiling. <laughs> Like, it's just so... Which usually it's, oh my God, you should smile more. Right. Right. It's like, I, I can't, I can't win. Which, for what oh, it's worth, any, ladies, if you're out there and you're listening right now, um, now is the time to hit the um, uh, the Halloween stores and get those like super discounted blood <laughs> capsules so that when oh, guys I... say smile more, you've got them on hand. Oh, and sh- yes. That's your- I Wait, I just totally walk around with ketchup like packets that. in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, just that's what that's normal. I just have I'm them in my mouth, behavior. waiting to just, that, just go. That does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you saw some of my arguments on Facebook today. I don't give a shit. Uh, but also, he goes, uh, "Sarah, you're being a cock tease." Oh, I loved that part. And so then she like, so oh, if you smile, you're a cock tease. My bad. I will not smile at anyone ever again. Right. Don't want people to think that I'm cock teasing them. 
Oh, God, he's such an asshole. So women go on. They, <laughs> so. So annoyed by my gender. I just <laughs> right. I Thank you. Even, Me too. Like, come on, guy. Me too. <laughs> like You're fucking this shit up for all of us. Uh, don't. Yeah, but you know, white hair is a thing. He, uh, he goes like, like, don't. There's like men within this group that kind of redeem themselves. Sure. Like Mark, Vicente, like Mark, yeah, and Nippy. Right. And like, Nippy. they're not assholes. Even though Nippy is a weird name, but Nippy. Okay. Well, it's a nickname. Sure. Okay, anyways. So women then go on this little infomercial for Nexium, and they preach the powers of Jeunesse. And they are all like, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And then the men are like, I am now seeing my partner so clearly, and we now have the best There's a different type of ever. love now. Yeah, we have a more deeper love. Like, all of this shit. It's so nuts. Like, they are just completely blinded to this bullshit. It's insane. So, when people left the group, they reached out. This is specifically Sarah Edmondson. She reached out to Allie Mack and said, drop the bullshit. Uh, leave the group. We'll protect you. Don't take the hit for Keith. And basically warns her, like, Hey, she says, I love you and I'll always yeah, love you. Yeah, I'll always love you and I'll have your back. And if you leave now, you, we can help you. We can help you. And she fucking doesn't leave. No, She's, she'll never leave. She stays with it. <laughs> it's it's, it's the, the big guy with the mask uh, in uh, Road. Is it Road Warrior? Just walk away. <laughs> if you just walk away, everything can be fine. Yeah. Just walk Why away. Why don't you just walk away? We all have peace. <laughs> just walk away. I love it. Thank you for that. <laughs> but for real, though, like if she just walked away. But if she just walked away. Well, so it in, worked. in the next scene, we find out that the FBI is focusing on Allison Hell Mack. Yeah. So, um, and they should because she's not going to walk away from that shit. Because they're not bad at what they do. Yeah, right. Like, literally. Right. They've, they've got so, some idea. Yeah, Catherine, Come on. Catherine Oxenberg. But they, I'm sorry, I, just, I have well, like one small thing yeah. that's been making me laugh for the last three days. I feel so bad for the CNN correspondent whose name is Jim Acosta uh, because of all of the stuff we've talked about with the Epstein thing. Oh. My God, you're right. <laughs> he should change his name. He really should have by now. <laughs> really he really, really, really should have by now. Like I that, didn't even think like that, that poor guy. Like Why every time he comes on the air, I'm like, no, but don't. But it's not that guy. Like, like seriously, like I was, like I was literally. Like, like, how did Jim Acosta get out of jail? Like, I'm literally, tr- like I was. Here's the, like I try to fall asleep to shit, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna leave this on in the background and whatever. It's because I know nothing's gonna happen tonight. And then I hear, okay, we're gonna break live to Jim Acosta, and I'm like, wait, Who? what? Right? It's like something. I'm- <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Poor Jim wide Acosta. awake. Two seconds later, I'm wide awake. Wide awake. Wide awake. So then, okay, so. Catherine Oxenberg basically says, like, she has inside information from people who have been, like, interviewed by the FBI, and they're telling her they're focusing on Allison Mack. So then, this is the funny part where we were talking about earlier, is the conversation between Nippy and Mark Vicente. <laughs> so this conversa- conversation happens after they've left the group and they realize like all the bullshit that they were involved, deeply mm-hmm. involved in. And they're basically trying to, they're saying like, 
I'm having such a hard time, like, reckon- yeah, get it. yeah, reconciling, reconciling. Like, I did these super shitty things to my <laughs> wife. My favorite part is just that Nippy goes, <laughs> "No, wait, hold on, wait, okay, wait, okay, we're gonna okay, get okay, to okay, it. Okay. We're gonna get to it." So then, um, they just start roasting Keith because <laughs> it's a conversation between them, and they just start roasting Keith. <laughs> Are you gonna say it? Yeah. He was, uh, what was it? Kung, not Kung Fu. Judo. judo. He's a judo master champion. at 11 years old. Yeah, so he just keeps saying, but wait, he was a judo champion and at 11 years old. He was a judo. like looking at each other like, come on, dude. Yeah, like, come on. He was a judo and champion. And he goes, oh, well, he could have just rolled on the floor pretending to be a judo champion. And he can play all the volleyball <laughs> he wants. Like, they were just roasting it. Keith. So this was it's really true. funny. I know. So they're talking. Uh, uh, we're seeing an intimate, like, conversation between two friends and uh, about how to reconcile all this. And Nippy says this phrase. He says, can I reframe this for you? And right then and there, Lauren and I both looked at each other and we were like, that's their language. If that's how Keith that spoke to them. That is how they spoke to each mm-hmm. They are so... Can I reframe this for you? Can I Can I yeah. give you a different perspective they of this? They are so entrenched in this. That even out of it. Even out of it. They that they still use speak the to same each other. language. Yep. The same way. The same way. Like, that's how powerful like this it's, all was. It's very weird because like you and I both said to each other that that is brainwashing. Oh, that one, is, 101. Like so like and, use and why the language. Would, why would you say something like that if you weren't trying to brainwash somebody but yeah. it's like they're both trying to like get each other out of it. Yeah. Even though they're out of it. Yeah. They're both trying to be like let's let's think about this in a different perspective. Yeah. All these things that you thought were true. Yeah. Let me rephrase it. Let me reframe it for you. Let me do something to help you to not feel that that's true anymore. Even though we know that 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 is the right thing to do. Yeah. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. It still is very weird to hear him using that kind of like language. Yeah, it's, that it's kind of the like, same language. It feels that's the just same. weird. And like as a wa- as somebody watching, yeah, I it was, was like, like oh, red flag. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you guys are still speaking to language. each other in the same yeah. context. Let me reframe this for you. It's like, just no, so bizarre. That's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. And then he, he goes on to say, like, how do we reconcile with the fact that we basically made people hail Hitler? Mm-hmm. Like, and I had to actually ask Lindsay. I, I was just like, <laughs> is he speaking figuratively or is he being? I'm plural? like, no, yes. This because I was like, man, there, did it's I so, miss a it's part so of the long. Like, the documentary is so long. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it took so long yeah. to get to that that I was like, For did sure. I miss something? Yeah, no. But you didn't. You I didn't. didn't. So, so he's speaking figuratively. He's saying about Keith, like, Keith was just like this dictator, basically. Yeah, the, the analogy is, is that he's this dictator and they all just like blindly, blindly followed him. Exactly. Like, and it is a lot like of the same it's like a microcosm of what happened in Germany. Yep. Like it's a microcosm. It's the of same it. idea. Yeah. That there's it is. somebody saying, Hey, this is what has to happen. Here's, and everyone goes, Okay, let's make that happen. Here's now. the better life that mm-hmm. I'm gonna lead you to because we deserve it. We're gonna find a scapegoat. The scapegoat in this case is women. Mm-hmm. And 
this is what's going to happen. Like, it's just a microcosm It's of the it. most bizarre. Yeah, it's very bizarre. It's very bizarro. Like, we, like, what the fuck is going on? So then, oh, God, now we have to get in the Stanford prison project. <laughs> oh, shit. This God. is a whole other thing. So Keith decides SOP and Janas are going to merge. And the, the, the whole, the whole goal here is to put men and women in each other's shoes so that when you come out of this, you have a greater understanding of each other. So in theory, sounds wonderful. What's fucked up is that he's basing this on the Stanford Prison Project, which if you're not familiar with, this is something you learn about in like psychology 101. This was a an experiment that took place in I believe the 70s. Don't quote me on this. But it's a highly unethical experiment that um ended up taking place and what it was was a bunch of psychology students got together and they were part of this experiment and some of them were prisoners and other people were like the jailers, wardens, the yeah, wardens. Sure. They were keeping them in jail. And the experiment got so extreme that they actually started seeing themselves within these roles. And so it ended up like being uh, uh there was abuses against these sure. prisoners and it, it it got very very deep and v- it was awful the and people playing wardens were being were abusive completely unethical yeah completely unethical and so after the reason in psychology that we learn about this is not only to see uh that yeah i'm getting some back feed too yeah, that's me uh so, it might be me. <laughs> Hang on, anyway, guys. We're figuring go. it out. Yeah, we're trying to Okay. It out. So, um, the reason in psychology that we learn about this is not only to see that um, people are so easily swayed into one role or another, but also how highly unethical the experiment was. And, mm. and, and there has been nothing like it since. Because... The whole community was Mm -hmm. like, this is fucked up. You don't do this to people. Like, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. So, Keith Raniere and all his fucking greatness decides he's going to run the Stanford Prison Project between (laughs) SOP and Jeunesse. And apparently, none of them took a Psychology 101 class. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) he puts... The men that are in SOP in charge Mm -hmm. of the women that are in Jeunesse and uh, encourages the men to make – to humiliate them, to make them do things. He has things that are called faults. Yeah. So they will fault a woman for doing basically anything. So it's like I'll – some of the things that we heard were – 
uh, fault number whoever, which all the women were numbers and not actual Yeah, so names. they took away they took their number. identity. Exactly. They took, they took a, away a, their took identity. identity. A fucking number. And mm-hmm. they said, fault number whatever for not offering me a Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Fault no- number whatever for not, for being in my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, fault everyone in the group for nagging me yeah. or for uh, not reminding me not to bite my fingernails. Right. And it's like, this is ridiculous. This is not something that women are doing. It's basically that women are constantly nagging men. Yeah. So they make women do um, endless planks, squats, all of these push-ups, push-ups, whatever. All of these ridiculous exercises. For having the most faults. They humiliate them with, for instance, Sarah Edmondson. Um, she had to wear a ribbon that said... Uh, Best. Best display of, of ass. ass. For wearing uh, too tight of jeans. They would be in a group and a man would just fault women on anything. And they're sitting in front of uh, each other. And um, the, there would be like multiple women and then one man. And yeah. they would say They things. would be in a group together and they would just be like talking in a conversation. And the man would be like, I fault you for that. I fault you for that. I fault you well, they for said, that. Uh, sh- uh, there was one part that really spoke to me where the guy said, um, it, would I be able to fault a woman for like correcting me on something or like standing up to me on something? And they said, yes, because never should a woman make you feel bad about yourself. About yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's a real thing, I guess. Um, in celebration. The thinking <laughs> on all of this was this is what went women do to men all of the time right okay really that's what all right (laughs) i'm sure i don't have to explain to the viewers or listeners how fucked up this is do you want to know what a woman goes through on a daily basis please sit have several seats um have several let me just point out that for a week we bleed out of our vaginas, so that's a thing. <laughs> Not <laughs> even tell me like, how great that that's is. That's like that's, that's like the bottom of the I barrel, right? That's shit with. I can deal with exactly. So I'm like, do you want to talk about veritable tip of the here iceberg? Is right. This right, and then there's right. all of this right, and 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 then there's men right, right. and then right. <laughs> right. But from Keith's point of view, men are the victims. Men right. are the victims. Of course here. they are. So um, some men did feel bad about this whole Stanford prison project. And Mark Vicente reaches out to Keith about this. And Keith is like, you aren't doing what's required to help people grow. This is true love. You're weak. You need to reevaluate. So this is what Keith is telling any men that question him in this whole well, everybody experiment. Everybody is saying that what real love is. Right. And that's the thing is they're just there to like experience like being humans and what love really means. And then what my favorite thing is, is his the final quote that I have for this episode is abuse is a made up human construct. OK. OK. Thanks, Keith. Wonderful. Thank you so You're much. You're great, Keith. That means How much suffering that. are you doing, Keith? Exactly. How much like, suffering are you doing, Keith? How much, how much growth is happening with you, Keith? I completely agree. Like, fuck you. I can't even. I cannot even. <laughs> On a scale of one to even, I can't. I, right, exactly. 
I cannot <laughs> fucking. Okay, so are we going in episode nine, or you want to take a short break? Because um, I could pee. Real what time quick. do we close? Like that took that took longer than I thought it would. Me too. I was, yeah. I was surprised. What, what time does it close? Uh, this place, I believe, eleven. Oh shit. Okay. So we're not we... gonna get to ninety days. Hold today. on. Let's. We're not going to get to 90 day. Sorry, guys. We're going to be one month behind, but we will get you back on track. <laughs> we might have to record at some other time thought, during this I week. I swear to God, I thought it was going to be a thing. Yeah, they close at 11. Oh. Fuck. But like. So wait. Like they close at 11, but like we can be here but for maybe, a while. Yeah, but I got 1130. We just have to pee really quick. Okay. Everyone is listening to this right now. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, I got a PS. <laughs> Trash pandas behind the scenes. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. I have to pee. <laughs> but, but. So, I mean, do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick okay. Two seconds. Two Literally seconds. two second break. We love you guys. Well, let's be clear. We all thought that episode eight was the last episode. Well, yeah, we all did. And then suddenly there was an episode nine. And I was like, wait a minute. So Lindsay actually messaged me and was like, so there was like an episode nine. And I was like, wait, what? And yeah. this was like like a couple of hours before we came on last week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make right it through that. It. So we like powered through. And then I was like, holy shit, we're going to have to like... T- Put okay. this three parts. So. so episode nine, Keith goes missing in action. That's how this starts is they all find out that Keith has uh, not been seen walking the neighborhood in Albany like he normally does. He's missing in action. Catherine Oxenberg, uh, this is really funny. So she meets with one of her friends who's a lawyer. And uh, she's like, uh, what advice should I give my daughter about this? <laughs> and he part. goes, tell her to stop doing weird shit. And literally, that's like <laughs> the best advice anybody could give her it's, because what was in the reality. Jim Carrey movie, stop breaking the law, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stop doing weird what shit. What is that? Liar, liar. That liar, liar. Yeah. yeah. Do you want Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so all defectors are worried because he's fleeing. Um, they found video footage of him in Mexico and they basically warned the FBI. They're like, listen, if you don't get this guy soon, he's going to disappear. Yep. Because he's got a lot of strong ties to influential families in Mexico, in Mexico. that will protect him and one of those guys is Emilio Emiliano Salinas who um Mark Vicente describes as the Mexican version of JFK and he is he is really good looking but I guess like he's um, the people love him the people love him mm-hmm. they adore yeah like he's yeah he's he's JFK Mexico version so uh Keith Come to find out, Keith owned no property. Everything else was in someone else's name. So when the FBI goes to raid everything, they have warrants in the name of Keith and oh come to find out. I'm sorry. I, I have to digress. Nothing. The best story of today. Yeah. The uh, the guy that owns the Trump unity truck. Oh, my God. That got arrested on outstanding warrants. No. And the that truck is, got impounded today. That is the best. Oh, and he can't get it out that. of impound. 
Was that Michigan? That was oh Ferndale. It was right. No, it was right across from the apparatus room. Uh, right here in Detroit, that happened because it was right outside of Kobo, and he can't get it out of impound because the truck's in his mom's name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all I was gonna say is that I see him in Ferndale constantly. He was in Farmington. Yeah. Oh yeah. All I mean, he was all over. Yeah, all mean, over the place. His truck's in his mom's name. Yeah. Did you guys see the meme that was like Trump supporters? You didn't fly enough flags on your truck, and that's <laughs> yeah, I why did. you have nothing. You have no one to blame <laughs> but yourself. You have no one to blame but yourselves. I love that. That shit's so funny. <laughs> it's like that guy with the fucking uh, Last Supper on the back of his motorcycle. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> okay, sorry. We can go back. We in. digress. Okay, so basically, they then go on to explain Nexium in Mexico, and in 2009, Mex. <laughs> this is so funny. Mexican. Espians, as they call them, not thespians, but espians, um, approach Keith about political and social unrest in Mexico. And Keith says he can solve this problem. And then he does this whole bit about a $10 bill. And he's like, a $10 bill for you, you you spend a $10 bill at the bar. But for a lot of people that are living in Mexico, a $10 bill is like what would feed their family for a, a, month. a month. Which yeah. accurate. Yeah. Which is totally accurate. Um, but they're basically saying like they hate you. And you need to he, also he, accurate. Ac- accurate. <laughs> He's saying you need to be more cognizant of this. So um, he is basically writing a social political movement for Mexico, and these people recite what Keith has written. Um, he has like this whole little pledge that he wrote, and these people recite. Um, this thing to people in Mexico and every day at a certain time, three to 5,000 people in Mexico all stand and they recite this, this pledge pledge that Keith Ranieri has written. That's fucking crazy. crazy. (laughs) So Tony Zarantini, um, he's one of the guys that was in Mexico. Nexium, and they use him as part of this documentary because, of course, Keith wants to record all of the amazing things he's doing for Mexico for the social and political uh, uh, unrest. And so they record this guy in Nexium named Tony Zarantini, and Tony Zarantini had been kidnapped um, as a child um, in Mexico. Uh, they cut off his ears. They cut off a finger or multiple fingers and um, they held him for ransom mm-hmm. um, because his family was apparently more wealthy. And he makes Tony tell his story in this documentary. Thank you. And uh, yes, thank you. Uh, Mark. Uh, sorry. So he, so Tony Zarantini ends up being a coach in Nexium. However, when he finds out about the branding in DOS uh, by one of his good girlfriends, he left um, and he began battling the Mexican 
uh, Nexium groups, ESP. Perfect. So he is like our Mexican version of Mark Vicente, basically. And him and Mark are are super close. So um, cut back to Bonnie and Keith. They travel to go see um, one of Keith's ex-girlfriends, Tony, who is still living in like the Albany um, region. And what we find out from Bonnie and um, Mark is that they had basically – hidden their entire lives like they put all of their stuff in storage they got a p.o box for their address and they were running from nexium because they were so scared about what happened to all of these former people again definitely very very reminiscent of scientology and how they are literally running away exactly and so um Bonnie and Keith kind of feel emboldened to go back to the Albany area because they know that Keith's not there anymore, that he's on the run. And they go to speak to one of his ex-girlfriends who, Tony, we heard about in previous episodes, she had been harassed relentlessly by by Keith, just like lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. And they go to talk to Tony and, you know, they talk about how... They believe Tony was the enemy at the time. And wait, are you saying that somebody who is losing would just start suing right. and suing right. and suing right. until right. they make it? Exactly. That's crazy. There's no right. precedent for that anywhere. <laughs> oh, oh In my cur- god! Oh, 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 wait, oh wait, but wait, there's wait, more. <laughs> is it we're suing to keep counting, or are we suing to? St- Stop counting. Depends on where you are. Can't can't tell. Yeah, because, it depends on where you are. Yeah. <laughs> which one is red and which one's blue? That's one. <laughs> that's a little confusing. Yeah. Should we do this really quick? I, I just did. You already did. Okay. Yeah. Well, cheers. cheers. Hope I hope I don't be. Mmm, a... blueberry delicious. That's totally like blueberry pancake vodka. Like yeah, that's I love all it. that's good for. Yeah. Yeah. That's real good. Like Ooh, that. Do you know how to make a pancake? I love uh, it. Yeah. shot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, oh, they're pancake? really good. The orange juice and blueberry vodka, orange juice. Yes. Oh my god, the so butterscotch good. makes it like it's the Irish. You're breakfast. absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, yes. super sweet, but it's very similar. Yeah, it would thing. be better for anyway. Cold, here we go. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so Bonnie and Mark are in Which, Albany. I'm gonna, like you, every time you say Bonnie and Mark, I just my head just goes immediately to Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> I know. Which is not right. all that. Dissimilar. Well, you know what is so funny is that they call themselves the Rebels. I know, which <laughs> so dorky, <laughs> uber dorkiness. Like, number one, right. you're not allowed to give yourself a nickname. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> but they did, but they did. <laughs> but well, they did. Yeah, the rebel. I mean, I guess if you are conceding to a guy named Keith Ranieri who has nicknamed himself Vanguard, and you leave the group alive. You're allowed to make yourself a little dorky nickname because you're a dork. Just a little one. Okay. Not like a not like a like a forever dorky name though. So like um Captain Gay. When they get back to Albany, uh they're standing outside of Keith Ranieri where he lived in this cohort with these women, and Bonnie recounts this story with Keith. And basically the story is she went out on a walk with Keith one night. So honestly, like the, the let's just be clear. The worst part about this episode 
is I feel like this episode was filmed after they wrapped episode eight. Oh, it was. Yes. Thinking absolutely. it was going to be the end. Yeah. Yep. And then HBO went, hey, this thing happened. We're going to give you a season two. And so then, oh, shit. Well, we've got everybody here on scene already. Cool. Let's make a filler episode to make a nine. And so, like, there was so there were so many like bizarre like that like that like this scene didn't need to happen. Like, yeah, where okay. I agree. Okay, I agree. But at the same time, I think what this did for me as a viewer was further solidified. Like Bonnie, who is such a strong-willed woman, um, did these things. And we didn't really see too much of that from her. Like she was kind of always gotcha. cast no, as I can get like down with that. Yeah. the hero. And when mm. we see her, she go, was like the first one to yeah, defect of the friends. Yeah, like she was like right, right. the strong it one. It wasn't the strong so much about how much one. she pulled people in, right? And and she, who knows? I mean, she did, but like this one scene in particular just shows just like how fucked up even a strong-willed person got which is when she's walking with keith and keith is like go run as fast as you can into that tree and so she runs full speed into a tree but protects her face and he's like isn't that interesting you tried to protect your face like because you're, you're so concerned s- about your looks. you're so concerned with being pretty and then he goes go lick that puddle and He's like, why are you so concerned Once again, with dirt? There's a part of me that is so angry that I'm not enough of a dirt bag to like be a cult leader. Because <laughs> like, there, like there's a part of me that would love to have that control over people. But however, but goddamn, yeah. Right, and the whole entire, like, right. oh, you are so concerned with dirt, go lick that puddle, and then she does. Yeah, she licks the puddle, because he's like, you're so concerned with that dirty. That, just lets me know that, like, this girl is willing to literally do anything, mm-hmm. anything, to to justify and like, that. Could, couldn't she just find a dom? Like, Right. <laughs> I, literally, I said that. I was like, I feel like she could have done this, like, satisfy, satisfied this part of her life way simpler but like the thing is is like she was immediately like when she when you look back at her story she was immediately turned off by him and she was immediately like this guy's a fucking the thing is is that during this time that she does that she's Mm -hmm. already been questioning yeah yeah and she still does it yeah and that speaks volumes for somebody who is like i okay i feel like she even says to him like i feel like i'm being judged no matter what i feel like i'm being suppressed no matter what right and he's like oh go run into this tree and then She runs full speed. Right. And she doesn't hurt her face. And he's concerned about that. And oh, well, you're, but why isn't, I would be like, why don't you run into that? Right. Why don't well, you go like that? Well, and that's something that we talked about too. Like, Keith, what are you doing? What are you doing to, to be uncomfortable? This? And what are you doing to prove your growth? Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything. You're not. Because some of these girls are going 16 hours a day mm-hmm. or more without sleep. And what is he doing? And I feel he's like play- he's he's sleeping all day, sleeping all day, playing volleyball, playing volleyball at night, night and having these walks. late night mm-hmm. weird walk conversations with people. Right. That's what he's and doing. I feel like he has to put himself in that situation to 
to be up at those hours so he can be like, well, look at me. Yeah. Like, he's justifying, yeah. oh, well, I'm yeah, awake yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. at these crazy right. hours right. and you should be right. too. And you have no business questioning what I'm doing during the day. Exactly. Have you guys followed the WeWork story at all? No. no. All right. We'll we'll talk about it after this because it's there are so many parallels. Really? But I would oh. like to know. Yeah, I would still. like to know yeah. about this. Okay. So let's keep going. So um, Bonnie recounts the story. So as they're in Albany, um, we like we pan back to real time for the documentary purposes. And um they went to where they held their uh, uh, annual, what was it called? A cape. Yeah, uh, I, I know that it had it was to do what with they Keith did. Yeah, it, it had something Keith, to do with his. It was name. where they did with. It was like K weekend. K weekend. It was like right. It was like K where. It was like Resort. where they went, mm-hmm. and they had like this adult camp grounds right. set up basically, and it all were. Oh, it was V weekend. It was V. Yes, yes. and they all um were there celebrating Keith's birthday. So they go back to this site and they're walking around and it's wintertime. So it's super eerie. Like, it's just weird. It's a whole different vibe going Everyone on. Everyone knows that going to a campsite in the in the wintertime is yeah. totally eerie. And so they, like, keep flashing back, like, to pictures of them in the summer and they're all having fun and everything's great and it's V weekend and they're all celebrating and then they flash back to, like, it's winter and them walking around and everything is isolated and white mm-hmm. and dreary and awful. And then they go into a building um, for that held V weekend. And as they're there, they get the phone call that Keith has been arrested by the FBI in Mexico. Fucking good. And they good. go Crazy! They're and all going. Again, crazy. They're all going crazy. Knew this is going to happen. Quick, let's get an episode nine in and try to organize that. Okay, right? No, absolutely. I agree with you. Absolutely. I mean, I understand. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm the first to say HBO could have made this three three episodes, four tops. Uh, however, this part was very uh, rewarding to see him get arrested because there's actual footage like from oh, the yeah. Mexican yes, police. Absolutely. And <laughs> they have like a picture of him in the back of a police car and he's just like frowning and he's just like looks awful just and it's salty. so funny. And so I did some research about when they found him. So because we didn't see this part in the documentary, but like I guess Mex- so I they were in Mexico staying at this resort and when Mexican police like busted in the door he like ran into like a walk-in closet and like tried to hide in like a (laughs) walk-in closet and I'm just like oh my god in a walk-in like so (laughs) degrading and wonderful I love it Charlie Sheen did it (laughs) right exactly exactly (laughs) and he also fucked Denise Richards so I give him more props (laughs) hey hey no, that's a real uh, thing. That's literally. a real thing. That's, I mean, that's something to be proud she's of. Though. She's, <laughs> she's, she's fine as hell. She's fine as hell. Wild things. Okay, so <laughs> any <laughs> wild things. 
Wildlings. Um, anyways, so we find that after that, what it goes to is Keith being brought before a judge and they're reading him all of his charges and they say, like, do you oh. understand the charges? Oh, there are a lot. Oh, there's a lot. Human trafficking, oh, money up. laundering, mm-hmm. um, so and, like, and I, I, got, I got in this conversation with somebody else about another topic that came back to this. Yeah. And it was like, look, like there are some times when like charge stacking is a bad thing. Oh, and we were it. talking. This is what we were and talking it absolutely about. Is. Yeah. But like this is one of those times mm-hmm. where like, nah, throw Every, everything. Throw the buck at him. Everything. And, well, and, and just and and then just hope whatever sticks sticks. Well, and also when you think about it, it's like I'm throwing all of this at you just in case your little weasel lawyer can figure out any to way out. to get mm-hmm. you out of right. any charge. I have ten more right. coming at you, so have fun with that. Right, and that's exactly why. And and I didn't quite understand that at first because. He was sentenced, we found out October 27th, he was sentenced to 120 years in prison. And I was like, not even Chris Watts was sentenced. Like, that no, That exactly. doesn't seem like a logical thing. But, Agreed. But what they're doing is they're taking the charges and they're stacking them on. Yep. And that's what makes it, to me, now justifiable that Well, that's is, why even with Chris Watts, that's, that's why they added the... Yeah. Uh, the mutilation of a yeah. corpse. That's yeah. why they added mm-hmm. the. That's why they added moving those, of a corpse. That's why right. they added yeah. all those charges on yeah. just to have that yeah. additional time to additional. Tech in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, we see this with him, and then we also see Allison Mack is arrested, and there's a bunch of paparazzi sw- surrounding her. So this is what I was gonna say. So you, Dave, sent me this. Me and Lauren, this article about how they're going to have another season of this. And right. I was like, how the fuck are they going to make another season? Well, I was watching the end of episode nine mm-hmm. and Nancy Salzar. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So she's talking about loyalty and how she pledged her loyalty to this man and all this stuff. And as she's talking, it's like a voiceover. You see a woman taking off her sash, those colored mm-hmm. sashes that they had. And all of a sudden you see her leg and she lifts up her pant leg and there's an ankle bracelet mm-hmm. on it. And I'm like, holy We're literally fuck, going to hear from We're going to get Nancy Salzar's fucking story. Uh, yep. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So that's my, like, at first I was like, what the fuck business do they have doing a fucking second season? And then I saw that and I was like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. I'll watch. Oh, wait. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I'm hooked. Resubscribe. And I'm hooked. So much. (laughs) Yes. Like, I need to see this fucking woman's story. I Mm -hmm. need to hear her craziness. Absolutely. And then um, the other part of that that I think we're going to hear is we're going to hear some 
tapes from Kiev. Well, yes, of course. Because we already mm-hmm. know he's talking mm-hmm. from his jail cell. So, but they've cracked down so much on that. So, have yeah. you seen the, um, what the hell is his name? Billy McFarlane. Uh, oh, the, oh, yeah. The yeah. Fire Festival. Fire yes. Festival, yeah. Was trying yes. to launch a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And is now in he's solitary. An idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot. Because he was trying to do that and then it leaked and now he's, he's now he can't launch that because that guy is an idiot but here's my thing i wonder if hbo presented it to the attorney and they presented it to the prison and was like we're going undercover and we're trying to get some shit on this guy if they were like oh be my guest like let's see what other fucking stupid shit this guy admits to on tape you know what i mean like i mean it, it could be that that's real. That is real. Like, let's see what else type of stupid shit this guy says. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. But I will watch because I just want to. I want to hear. Fucking I have to know. I have to and know what also, happened. And also, Allison Mack's parents bonded her out. I want to hear about she that. She has been out, uh, and she's on house arrest. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, she'll be hearing her sentence pretty soon but um i'm very interested to hear about all that shit so we will definitely follow up with this because i know i'm like so over the vow and so over fucking keith but like yep i'm done i'm really in i just (laughs) i watched it i just good i just kind of want to hear their story like i'm sorry i just do i know i understand so so anyways we didn't get to 90 day fiance the other way tonight week. and i'm so sorry i swear i thought that was all gonna work out I really, really yeah no, we okay. we thought we, we had knew. way more time yeah. left in the studio but unfortunately we don't we got to get out of here um but we will uh keep you posted on our facebook about yes. when that's gonna happen um it might like happen be next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. Or, next oh, Friday. Actually, or if you guys want to play earlier. Oh, well, we might play earlier. We might do that. We'll let you know. 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 And also, thanks, Documentary Dave. Yeah. That's what I'm here we for. love you You are so wonderful. So I'm here for the color commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So thank you for joining us and we'll keep you posted about we what we're doing so next. Much. And we love you. Bye. Goodbye.